The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nahat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, the Amen. that <laughs> And we are starting from Amar Mor. It is seven lines from the bottom. First word on the line. Amar Mor, we're quoting a statement that we quoted earlier. Kishihizik, Habamazik. We learned in our Mishnah that said at the end of the Mishnah, the last line, when the Mazik damages, he has to pay Metav. So we asked, it's redundant. Already we learned that in the first Mishnah. It says, Kishhava Mazik, he has to pay Metav, he has to pay the best. So why is he repeating it? So we came along and said that if you learned that the first Mishnah did not mention Kerin, it means the first Mishnah when it said, Shor, Shor is Regel, and Mav'eh is Shen, so Kerin was not mentioned. So then this Mishnah is coming to tell you that an ox that gores, Kerin, pays Metav. But according to the other opinions that said, no, Shor is called, call me Lide Shor. That Shor is coming to include everything, including Keren. So what do you need a uh, statement to say that Shehizik, we know that already. So the Gibraltar came along and said, no, it's coming to include a special case of a Shomer. Shomer has, uh, is watching somebody's ox, and it gores. We don't know who gored who yet. We'll see now in the Gemara. It's coming to tell me the Hadus that the uh, Shomer has to pay Metav. So now the Gemara is going to analyze that scenario where you're watching somebody's ox and it gores and you have to pay. Who gored who? That's the question of it. So give us Amar Mor. Kishihizik, Rabbi Mazik, Lehavi, Shomer Hanam. That's a Shomer that's watching without money, right? Doing it for free. Vashoel, a borrower, no se sakar. That's watching, he's getting paid. Vashoel, a renter. The Gemara says, Echi Dame. Okay. He's watching his friends, sure. Which shor gored who? It was ilema de aske Torah de mashil le Torah de shoel. If you're going to tell me that the um, shor of the mashil, that's the guy that lent the eye, and that's the shor that's being watched. If that shor that the shoel is watching gored his own ox, let me get that clear. This is clear for the Gemara. The mash'il is the one that's lending. The mash'il. Okay? Or the borrower. The one that, what do you call him? The one that's... Lender. The one that's lending his uh, ox, uh, uh, ox out. So therefore, that's the ox that this guy's supposed to be watching. Correct. And if that ox of the mash'il damaged the ox of the shoel, meaning his personal ox, so Gibraltar says, le male. So there, the mash'il can tell him, if my ox would have damaged, let's say, outside, somebody else's, you would have had to pay, because you're a shomer. Yeah. I told you to watch my animal. So therefore, if it damaged somebody else, you would be on the hook to pay. Now that it damaged, you're sure. You want me to pay? No. Which means, of course not. You know, what do I have to pay? You're a shomer. Yeah. So what do I care whose ox my ox gored? Bottom line, just like you would be on the hook if it gored somebody else's shore, now that it gored your shore, you have to pay also. That's a peshita. What do you, what do you, I don't need a hadus for that. Oh, so it must be it's the opposite way. Ela de Torah de shoel le Torah de mashil. So it must be that what? Again, the borrower's ox, personal, 
damaged the ox that he was supposed to be watching. So the Gemara says, Lemale, again, Ilu itzak me'alma ba'yal kule Torah. That's right. Which means, if my ox would have gotten gored from someone else, you would have to pay full damages. Because Talakha says, a shomer is responsible for full damages. Even though it, it gored, uh, a shoel, bottom line, has to pay for even unseen. Which means no matter what happens, he has to pay. So the mashil would tell the shoel, listen, if my ox would have gotten gored by someone else, you'd be on the hook for everything. Right? Kula nezek, because shoel has to pay for full damages. Now that it's your sure that did the damaging. Now you only want to pay half nezek? Now you want to come up and say, well, sure, we know the rule of tam, pays hachi nezek, you hold it, not so fast. If my ox would have been bored by someone else, you would have to pay me full. Now because it was your ox that did the damaging, you only pay me half? Because you want to claim already in a you know, short time? No, you're a shomer. And the shomer has got to pay, or shomer has got to pay, full. So therefore the Gabbara is trying to understand what's the case where you need to tell me a kiddush that the shomer or the shomer has to pay metaf. Well, like the first case we said, the mashil's uh, uh, ox, the one that he should have been watching, it damaged the shoel's ox. Now, so we said, what do you mean, peshita? Well, of course he has to pay. You were supposed to watch it. You were supposed to watch it. Just like if my ox got someone else, you would pay. No, you, you could go it yourself. So therefore, uh, I'm not paying you, right? So what's our douche? Kabbalah says, Ve'achav ma'askinan. Oh, it's a specific case. Shekibel alav shemirat gufo. Which means the shoel or the shomer accepted upon himself. I'll make sure that your ox doesn't get damaged by someone else. Shemirat gufo I accept upon myself. Ve'lo kibel alav shemirat nezakav. But I cannot accept upon myself the Shemirah of Nezakim. Which means if it damages, already that already I cannot accept upon myself. If he damages uh, someone else. And therefore, um, if the short of the Mash'il was Mazik, the short of the Sho'el, the Mash'il is going to be high after pay. And he's going to have to pay metaf. The mashil is going to have to pay. Because the shuel could say, listen, I accepted upon myself to make sure your ox doesn't get damaged. But that your ox is not going to damage, that's not my responsibility. And your ox damaged. <laughs> your ox damaged my ox. And therefore the Hadush of the Mishnah is telling you that when the mashil has to pay, he has to make a payment of metaf. He has to pay from the best of the, of the fields. Okay. Oh, once already you're telling me that you're talking about a case where the guy didn't accept upon himself full coverage, he only accepted upon himself gufo. I'll protect the, the goof, but I'm not protecting if it goes out and damages. The end of that statement is going to be problematic because it's a balayla. Let's say the uh, animal uh, broke out uh, at night uh, by itself. The wall was a solid wall. But at night, uh, it jumped the wall somehow and broke out of the wall and damaged. Or Or let's say robbers came at night and they uh, broke the wall down and they let it out and it went and damaged. Because at night, you said the guys are chayav at night. There was no way he was able to know it and he protected it nicely. Also, the Gemara makes a diuk habayom chayav. Implying that what? But if this happened in the day, he's chayav because in the day you can notice what happened. If we got to go out and save the animal, what are you talking about? You just told me the case that he didn't accept upon himself the coverage that if it damages somebody else. So what's the difference between the day and the night? Even in the day, you should be patur because that's the case. Kamara says you're right. Haki ka'amar. You have to add some words to the brayta. In kibel alav shemirat nezakav. But if he accepted upon himself shemirat of what that short is going to damage, hayav. And therefore, nifretzah balayloshe pertzual istiviyatza vezika patur. Because it's at night, we don't, you're not responsible at night because there's no way you were supposed to know. The wall was solid. And uh, you didn't promise shemirat. But in the day, if you accepted upon yourself shemirat nezakav, you should have seen the wall fall down. And if you should have went out and uh, stopped the animal from damaging, therefore you're going to be hayav. Comes the Gemara and says, Ini, we have a 
contradiction, which means we're going back to what we said earlier. Remember we learned earlier a whole subject of a hatser shutafim. That's a, uh, a shared uh, uh, area between uh, the mazik and the nizak. You know, two guys are sharing a field together. Right, shared the shared area, but there's fields over here. So there's, which means he could put his oxes there, and they could have their fields there together. And then we said, according to the B El Azad, that if a behema of one of the shutafim entered the other area of the shutaf and damaged in shen veregel patur, okay, that's what he holds. Hasera shutafim is not considered steachet, because the Torah says by shen veregel, the only time your pace will be er bezde acher. It's got to be somebody else's field. Mashiach, this is your field. Your partner's in it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if it's damaged in a shared area, so therefore you are partook. It's not considered sneh achir. Now the Gibraltar challenges. Rav Yosef. We have a brighter from Rav Yosef that said, Hasera shutafim. That's a shared area. Vapundak. What's a pundak? Rashi. It's like an inn. Bayit Gadol, big house, Shirigidim Urhim Baknasim Ladunbo. Like a hotel, motel, that uh, guests come and stay there. Vimizik Zehayav, Ashen Veregel. Veloavik is Shutarabim. It's not like a Shutarabim, because Shen Veregel is Patur with Shutarabim. Deoil Veenum Yuhad Mir Shutarabim, Ela Leotana Darimbo. It's only designated for the people that are registered guests in that place. Kiste Acher Karin and Be. Share Ayidis Sikhirut Hem Darim Shah. Right? I had to pay to go into the area. So it was considered like a private.
Nigi, finally comes pushing. Good. Well, there were all these things over here that what? Tam Mishalem Hatsi Nezik, Muad Mishalem Nezik Shalem. In those cases over there where it's Kedin, Kedin always pays Tam and pays Nezik uh, Shalem if it's a Muad. Even in the Shut Rabim. So it's not going to be worse, Hasish Shutafim, than the Shut Harabim. So therefore, you see what? Hasish Shutafim by Shem Beregel, it's not considered Ste'ahir. It's considered your own property, and therefore there's no shame. So the Bila Azar will say, "Hey, what do you want? You bring me a bride from Rabbi Yosef. I got a bride from my own bride, and it clearly says what? Patur." I thought it says patur from, uh, from the No, Shem is totally patur. Patur ala is Karen. Go slogan, get this clear. Shen Veregel is one type of mazik, or two types of mazikim, that have a similar property. It has to be Davka, Bereshut, and Nizak. Shared property is not Nishut and Nizak, it's both. Therefore, Patur Legami on Shen Veregel. On Keren, Keren get the rules. Keren's Hayav even Nishut and Abim. So therefore, a shared property is not going to be worse than the Shutan Abim. For the public domain doesn't belong to anybody. So therefore, the Hidush is Hayav the Shutan Abim. So the Hidush is a shared property is like the Shutan Abim in the sense that what? It'll pay Tam Chatzinezek and the Mu'al Nizakshem. As opposed to if it was in Dafkar Shutan Izak, Kenan would pay Nizak Shalem. Again, in, in, in Nezik, in Keren, in Nishuta Nizak, even Tam pays Nezik Shalem. Yeah. In Nishuta Rabim, you have the Hadouk between Hatsi Nezik and Nezik Shalem. I must say, Hatsi Nishuta Fim is like Nishuta Rabim, like a big Keren, that will make the Hadouk between Tam and Mabba. Fashem Veregel, Patur. And then what Abil Azar is going to support himself from this third rule of the Braita, and the Braita gives the fourth case. Case number four, Lo Lezeve, Lo Lezeve. Uh, it's not owned, not by the Mazik and not the Nizag. I don't know what that means. It sounds like it's like the third case. A shared area. Anyway, the case number four says, Case number four, I'm going to wait for the Gemara to explain because it sounds like it's also a shared area. So case uh, three and four needs to be uh, 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 analyzed, but we'll wait for that. But the point is, partial quotation from this long bright that we just quoted, a Hatseh that is partnered up on by two. That becomes the valley, Patur Ba'alashin Ba'alaregel. So there would be an Azar says, hold it. You bring me a bright of Rabbi Yosef that says Hayaf and Shutafim. So you can't attack me. Hold it. First of all, I'll bring you another bright, by the way, of uh, this bright. Rule number three of that bright clearly says, Shutafim is not considered Shutanizak. So they'll give us, okay, good. So it's clear you have a mahloket between uh, Rabbi Al-Azhar and Rabbi Yosef in a chasera shutafim is shem elegal hayav or not. But now the Gemara wants to reconcile the braitot. Because these you have two braitot that are also contradicting each other. So the Gemara says, Kasha ahadade. You have a skira in braitot. One braitot says chasera shutafim hayav, one braitot says patur. Gemara says, no. Which means, this case over here that said, in case number three, that Haser, um, that is Mishutefet, that's Patur, is talking about it's Mishutefet for everything. Meaning, we're partners on the field, in, in fruit, meaning both of us can bring fruit into the field, and both of us are allowed to bring our oxen in the field. In that case, I'm going to be patur because it's not considered shteahir. I have rights, full rights to bring everything in there. So when my shore came in here, and your shore came in there, both had rights to bring the shore in there. So, you know, and now what? Now my shore ate your fruit. By the way, my fruit was allowed to be there as well as yours, as well as my ox. So therefore, in that case where we had full sharing rights for Perot and Shor, it's not considered Steahir. It's considered my field as well as your field. That's why one Braita says Patur. Ah, Haid Rabbi Yosef. And the Braita of Rabbi Yosef that said Hayav. Be'chaser miyuchedet de Perot 
We shared perot rights, but we didn't share shivarim rights. And therefore, when my ox went into the common area of perot and damaged your perot, that's considered steacher legabeh. Sure. So the Gemara basically said, I'm not worried about Braithote. Braithote I can square off. Oh, so the Gemara, and I'll prove it to you that this Hiluk that we're making between how much sharing rights did we have is Meduyekit. Daika Namit. Viktani Acha. Dumya de Pundak. Viktani Hatam. Dumya de Bika. Shma Minna. In Rabbi Yosef's case, what was of Yosef's case? He gave the case where Yahayab and he gave a case of sure that's, I mean, damage in a Hasera Mishutefet, and he called the Pundak. Correct? He used the example of a Pundak of a inn. Now, we're talking about a case over there that's talking about where they only had rights for Perot, but not for sure. Because in a hotel, you don't bring your short into the hotel. You have rights to bring your stuff into the hotel, but you don't bring your uh, oxen into the into the hotel. So therefore, that's an example of what? We have partial sharing rights, therefore it's considered a shoot. And Isaac, the other case that said Patur, said, Haser Mishutim, that Bika'ah, a valley. A valley is open for everybody. You can share short rights in there and perot rights. So therefore, in the case of Hayab, it compared it to a Pundak, and in the case of Patur, it compared it to a Bika'ah. So therefore, the Gemara says, Shema Mina, therefore proof positive. Ifla Rabbi Zera. Kevan demiyuchedet le perot. Once you tell me that the case is about miyuchedet le perot, we both have. Perot writes, Haba'inan ubi'er b'sne'acher veleka. Which is, Rabbi Zera is coming along and saying, that once already we're partners, even in something, we both have rights to put our fruit here, it's not considered sne'acher. You want to tell me, that even though you're partners with fruits, as long as you're not partners in the shore, so that's considered sne'acher, when my shore goes in and damages. So Rabbi Zera is questioning, who says? When the Torah says will be erbeste aher, maybe it's got to be totally aher. Here it's not aher. We have partners at least in fruit. I'm no, don't be so extreme. Kevan de enam yuchedet leshivarim ste aher karinan be. It's considered ste aher, which means you're right. We're partners the gabe the perot, but since the gabe shivarim, I cannot enter. So it's considered stakhar legabe shvarim. So they were, it's interesting to get this shakla betaniya between a bizira and a There's two ways of looking at it over here. I mean, a bizira looks at it, stakhar has to be in totality stakhar. Whereas a will say, no, stakhar, so long as my shor cannot enter, that's already considered stakhar. Even though we're uh, connected legabe perot. That's a nice question and answer between the bizira and a Oh, now we're saying over here that what? The Braito, we squared them off. We had two Braito, one Braito that Yosef brought, that said, um, Hayav, and one Braito that Rabbi Al-Azhar brought, that said, Patur. So we squared off the Braito. There's no worries, Braito, no problem. This Braito is talking about where the shore cannot enter. Therefore, it's considered Stahar. This is talking about where they have rights with Shore and Perot. Therefore, it's not considered Stahar. Therefore, it's Patur. Beautiful. So the Gabbara says, once already you tell me the Braito are not arguing, let us say also the Amoraim are not arguing either. <laughs> Meaning, Rabbi Yosef came along and said, um, Hayav. And Rabbi Lazar said, Hasin Patur. What do you got to make them arguing? The same answer that you said on the Braithot, you can answer in the Bil Azar and Rabbi Yosef and say that they are not arguing either, which is the Gemara assumed that the Bil Azar is about arguing. And each one is relying on a Braitha. Oh, but the Braithot themselves are not arguing because we can answer the Braithot. Oh, so once you can answer the Braithot, so you might as well say that the Bil Azar and Rabbi Yosef are also squared off with the same answer. Gemara's Amale, Yeah, you're right. Okay, no problem. Oh, and even if you want to say that they're arguing, they're only arguing in the question and the answer, which means both Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Azar will hold that Hatser Meshutefet, 
Right? Let's say we both own the field. But let's say they don't have rights for Pirot, and they don't have rights for Shor, they'll both agree, even though it's Mishutifically, we, we both own it, but if we don't have Pirot and Shebarim rights, everybody will agree, it's their head, and then we're going to be Hayab. That's not the Mahal. Everybody agrees, Hasid Shutafim, in Ekanam will be Hayab. I could say the Mahalokit between the Bil Azar and Rav Yosef was in the same Mahalokit in a case where you have Pirot rights and not Shvarim rights. And how do you look at that? And one rabbi will look like the Bizera that since you have Pirot rights, it's not Te'achir. And one rabbi will look at it like Abayir that says, no. Since you have Shibarim rights, it's considered Te'achir. So could be it's an but we just narrowed the Mahalokit down. Everybody will hold really Hasisha Shutafim is Hayav. But the Mahlokan is in the case where Perot rights exist and no Shibarim rights, and then the Mahlokan will be Rabbi Zira and Abayah in the question and the answer. Rabbi El Azad that says Hayav, he holds like um, Abayah. Now what? It's considered Steahir, even though I have Perot rights, because I don't have Shibarim rights. And if your simple say Patur, because since I have Perot rights, so therefore it's not Steahir, I'm in the field. But like a regular Hasid Shutafim in the will be Hayav according to everybody. So we limited the Mahlokit. We learned above. Arba'a kilalot hayar bi Shimon bin Al-Azhar Omer bin Zakin. He gave us four rules that apply to the laws of damages. Number one. Kol shuri shud l'nizak v'dol l'mazik hayav bakol. Now look at the words. If it's a shoot the nizak, you're hayav bakol in everything. Al hakol loketani. On everything, it didn't say. El hayav bakol. Bakol means you hayav full damages. Al hakol would mean on all types of damages. Bakol sounds like on full payment. Bakol, you have to pay everything. Who's that guy? Bakol and nizak, an old nizak. Mani, who's the author? Rabbi Tarfonu. The Amar Mishune Keren, Behatsera Nizak, Nezek Shalem, Meshalem. This is going like the Shitad that says, Keren is different in Mishuta Nizak. That even the first time it damages, it pays Nezek Shalem. So that's why when it says Hayab Bakol, Bakol means Kol. You have to pay full damage, even Legabe Keren. That's Shitad, Rabbi Tarfon. Comes again what says. Good. Now, by the way, when I say Keren, it means Keren and all the Todot of Keren. Negifa, Neshicha, Rebitsa. These are all the forms of Keren as well. That it's Mishuneh. It's not the Derech. Okay? Of the Shor. That's not the actual. And there's no Hana'ah. Lehezekan. That's the, that's the commonality of Shor of Keren. It's Kavanah Lazik. And in Hana'ah, Laziko, and it's Mishuneh. Correct? Because you don't have Hana'ah when it sits on a perot. When it eats it, that's Shin, because that's Hana'ah. When it just sits on Kilim and breaks them, for example, that's considered a Todat Kirim. But in the Shutan Isaac, it's going to pay Nezek. Shalim. Ema Sefa. Oh. I'm going to bring you a question from the Sefa, from the fourth case. What did it say in the fourth case? Lo Lazeh velo Lazeh. Right? The reshut is not doesn't belong to the mazik and doesn't belong to the nizak. Kigon hasir she'eno shel shenehim. Right, uh, I guess a third field doesn't belong to to either of them. Third party hayav ba alashen ve'alaregim. In that case, over there, stay ahead. So you're gonna be hayav on shen ve'regim. Well, it was my whole. Give analyze. What's the case? My lo leze velo leze. Because you're telling me it doesn't belong to the nizak either. So, whose field is it? Which means it's not the Mazik's field and it's not the Nizak's field, it's a third field. You're not going to be on a neutral field that doesn't belong to the Nizak. So they, and, and the Brayta said what? In case number four, you have to pay on Shen Veregel. So when it says lo lezeh ve lo lezeh can't mean they have a mazik's field here, you have an izak's field here, and the damage took place on the third field. That's not the ahir. That's not the izak. So that cannot be the case lo lezeh, lo lezeh. Ela pshita lo lezeh ve lo lezeh. Ela 
Dehad. One of them owns it. Oh, so it means one of them owns the field. Ella Dehad the Nizak. It's another way of saying that it's not a partnership field. Lo lo It belongs to the Nizak. The Gemara says, Viketani Sefa. Oh, but what did it say? I'm not worried about Shem Venegah that you pay full. But by Tam, what did it say in case number four? Tam Mishalem Hasinezek, or Muad Mishalem Nezek Shalem. That's going like the rabbis that argue with the bitarfon. The amre mishune kered b'chaser and nizak hatzinez gudem shalem reisha the bitarfon v'sefer abbanan. Which means, first of all, we establish the first case like the bitarfon hatzir and nizak nezik shalem fakered. Beautiful. Case number four, we said, you know what the case must be? Lo leze lo leze means lo le one of them. But it belongs to Isaac. another one. Who does it belong to? The Nizak. And what does it say? Shem Venegel, you pay. Uh, of course you pay. Nizak, you pay Nizak Shalem. And what does it say by Kirin? Hatzinezik. What do you mean? That's, a, that's the rabbis that argue against the Bittafon. How could you have in one statement two different rabbis? Case number one is Aliba to the Bittafon. Case number four is Aliba. The Rabbanan, does that make sense? Gabbana Shazin. Yes, that's what it is. Like we see in another case. And it's in a different case. Later on, the B Shemuel tells of Yehuda, Shinina, a sharp one. Shivok matnitin, leave the Mishnah. I know you have a problem that the Mishnah is contradicting itself. Veta abatrai, and come outside with me, meaning leave the Mishnah alone, don't worry about it. Explain it like I do it. So just like later on, Shemuel had no problem to explain it in one Mishnah. Two shitot. So we can say, okay, also it's referring to two shitot. Good. So comes the and says, Ravina Mishemed Rava Amar Kula Rabbi Tarfoni. Oh, it's all Rabbi Tarfon. So first case, I have no problem Rabbi Tarfon. My ox, gourd in the Shuta Nizak, Nezik Shalim. That's exactly Rabbi Tarfon. In the Shuta Nizak, you pay for Nezik. Oh, but the last case was a problem. Umay, lo laze ve lo laze. What did it mean in the fourth case when it said that the property is not owned, not to this one, not to that one? Lo leze velo leze leperot. Ah, it meant it was a shared uh, a property, and it wasn't owned. They weren't sharing perot rights. Ela dehad, which means only one guy had perot rights in the field. Leze u leze delishvarim, but they had. Both oxen right. Oh, so if they both had oxen right, the gabe shen have le haser and nizak. The gabe the perot only one guy writes the perot in there. So therefore, when my shor went in, even though I had rights to bring my shor in, it will be er b'ste acher. The perot belong to somebody else, and therefore I'm hayav on shem veregel nezik shalem. However, legabe keren have yalar eshut rabim because keren my shor was able to be there, so it's not going to be worse than eshut rabim. Eshut rabim, how much does the keren pay? Hatzin nezik. Ah, so comes look at that sheet, please. That she says three lines down. Legabe, I should read four lines on the bottom. To legabe shen have yalar hatzin nezik. The hayav and mazik ben iskeshin said that the perot in the nizak. Exactly. What do you hayav on shin? I have to pay for the perot. And since the perot is considered not my field, it's his field. Oh, so therefore I have to pay nizak shalem. But the gabe keren, since my shul is able to go into that area, it's no worse than my shul being allowed to go into the shul. How to be where you would pay nizak or hatsi nizak? So the gabbara says, wait, that's very nice. So therefore the rishas are bitarfon as haser and nizak. The last case is talking about a Hatsid Mishutefet for Perot, but they're all equal Gabe Shevarim, and therefore there's a Hiluk between Shevaregel and Keren. But wait, Kamara says, Iyache Arba'a You told me four rules. Let's count them now, based on the way we're learning. Rule number one, Rishuta Nizak. Shunizak, full payment. Rule number two, Rishuta Mazik, zero payment. Case number three, Hatser Hashutafim. Hatser Hashutafim, the writer said what? Hatser Hashutafim, what was the third case? Patur. Patur, like a, like a Bika'ah. 
And what was the, the fourth case? The fourth case also is Hasid. Hashutafim. No, partial. Partial. Or if you learn like Nizak, if you learn like Nizak, like the first answer, if you learn that with the, the fourth case is regular Hashutan Nizak, so that's time you're repeating. Case number one. Case number one again. Look at that sheet, the way he says it. Gimel Klalotavu. Three rules you have. The high klala batra. Case number four. Shamaina lemikamai. You learned it from case number one. The kevan delegabe shin. Had ya hasera nizak. That's right. Let's go. What's case number one? Full nizak. So what's the deen in. Uh, I go damage shin, veregel, beshuta nizak. Full payment. So therefore, what? Case number four. The perot is considered what? Beshuta nizak. <coughs> So therefore, it's full payment. So therefore, the 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 the, the case number four I could have deduced already from the rules of case number one of reshut hanizak lama lelemiti hayav alashen hatana leresha kol shud reshut hanizak v'lo lemazik hayav bechol vekerem b'chaser shutafin oh and kerem that in chaser shutafin hatana leresha we learned that also in the first cases. Kegon chaserah shutafim v'abikah. What do we say in that case? Al negichah v'negifah tam mishalem chazinezek. Which means in the case where the the, the short had rights to enter. What's the payment? Chazinezek. I know that from case number case number three. What's what's case number four? Tell me. Oh, you should know when my my short had rights to go into the nizak's field. So therefore, it's chazinezek. I know that already. It's not worse than the case of a shor that uh, that goes into a regular finish uh, uh, which I know already from case three, which means let's 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 speak it out this way. In case number four, the way you're telling me perot to have equal rights. No, perot one guy has rights and shivarim they have equal rights. What's the din? The gaber What's the payment? Full payment. Why? Because behave the that part of the Hiddush, I don't need that by the way, that's case number one. Rishut and Nizak, you pay full Pemashim Vedekim. Do I need that case number four to teach me that? No. Okay, what's the other case, uh, case four? Oh, uh, Tam, of Kirin. Kirin in that case pays Hatsi. You know why? Because he has rights. That's case of Hatsi Shutafim. That's case number three. Case number three says Hatsi Shutafim, where everybody's equal. The short pays Hatsinezik. So therefore, whatever you're teaching me in case number four, whether it's the Shem Veregel Hadush, the Shutanizak, or the Keren Hadush, which is the short Mazik, it's already taught in one of the rules that preceded it. There's basically three rules Nizak, Mazik, and Shutafim. So, case number four, you didn't add anything. So, why did you tell me four Klalim? Lechara, it's only three Klalim. Sad Gabara says, You're right, Amar of Nahmad Bar Yitzhak, Shiloshak, Lalot, Be'arba, Mekolot. It's three rules, but in four situations. Look at Ashi, top line. Shloshak lalot bedalet mekomot. The end can ela gimel dinim. What are the three dinim? Ashi, shutanizak hayav bakol. Bakol means what? Full payment. Bereshutamazik patur mikol. Ye patur from all damages. Bahatsera shutafim, right? Shared area. Hayav bahatsinezek bekeren. Upatur alashen veregel because that's like the sinits there aher because they have partnership aval arba'a mekomotin but there's four places she'enam dinam shave teyesh chaserah shutavim shuchayav ba'alashen there's going to be a case of chaser meshutef that we chayav on shen kegon temiyuhayat b'had neperot l'shnen shvarim so there's different types of chaser meshutafot there's one chaser meshutefet that shen v'reg is going to be patur negamre because the the sacrosanites they are here because they have Rights for everything. But there's another type of Hatsim Meshutefet that Shemarim will be Hayab. What's that case? Perot for this guy, and Shemarim for both of them. So there will be Hayab. Well, it's three rules basically Nizak, Mazik, Hatsim Meshutefet. But there's four scenarios where these things come out. Comes the next Mishnah. Shum Kesef. Shave Kesef. Bifne Betin. Vealpi Edim Benechorin. Beneberit, Vanashim Bechlala Nezek, Vanizak, Vamazik Betashlumin. 
Rashi tells me, Kula matnitin mefaresh begemara. This Mishnah is hard to understand what he's talking about. It's words. Shum kesef, evaluation. Shaveh kesef, value. In front of Beit Din, with witnesses, b'nei Orin, b'nei Beit, or just words. So that she right away tells you, wait, the Gemara is going to have to break this down in the Gemara to explain each each statement. So everybody, what the Gemara says, Maishum Kesef. Let's start with the first words. What does the Mishnah mean when it tells me these words, Shum Kesef, which literally means an evaluation? So obviously somebody damaged, and now the Mazik has to pay. So you're making some sort of evaluation of some sort. Amar of Yehuda, Shum Lo Ela Oh, this evaluation that Betin makes in order to pay the Nizag is made in Kesef. What does that mean? That she, Shiyehu Betin Shamin, Kama Shabea Nezek Mane Umatayim, which means the evaluation is made in, in, in currency, in money. How much damage was done over here? $100 worth of damage, $200 worth of damage. The shum is in kesef, is in dollars. As opposed to perot maybe, or animals, or however. The, the value, first of all, we analyze how much monetary damage. That's what shum, kesef. When you're evaluating damages, it's done in kesef. Kabbalah says, okay, we have, a, we have a proof to that. Tanina, lea, the tarur banan. Para shezika talit. A para damage the talit. How does a para damage a talit? It stepped on it. It went into the Rishut of the Nizak, and it stepped on the talit. The talit shezika para. How can a talit damage a para? A guy left his talit in the Rishut of the Beam. It's like a boar. Now the cow walked, it slipped on the uh, talit, and broke its leg. So either the talit damaged the para, or the para damaged the talit. In Omrim, tetse para be talit, ve talit be para. We don't say, you know what? You damaged his uh, talit, take his para. Or you damage his para, take his talit. We don't just make uh, haphazard uh, trades over here. Now we look at the damage. How much was the talit worth? And you have to pay according to the damage of the talit. Or we look at the broken leg of the para, what's the damage? You would have thought maybe, oh, you have to push. Your para damaged the, uh, uh, the, the talit. Finish, take the para now, see you later. Or the opposite. No, 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 no. It's done in a value system of money. money. Next piece of the Gemara says, Shavekes. That's the next line. What is the Mishnah? Shavekes. What is Shavekes? We have a bright Shavekes. Melamed, from here we learn, She'en bedin niskakin, Ela nenechasim, She'esh lahem aharayut. Rule. You damage, Betty now is going to come and take payment from the Mazik. You only take from things that are Shaveh Kesef, that have value of money. What's value of money? For some reason, the Gemara is learning, that's Karka. Hadush now we're learning. The damages only get paid from property. Now, this should pose a big question. What's the Gemara is going to ask that question in a second? But let's, let's read the Gemara literally. Shavek Kesef in the Mishnah, for some reason, when it saw those words, Shavek Kesef, to them that, that was like a key word to Karka. Karka is worth money. Okay, everything is worth money. But for some reason, when they saw Shavek Kesef, that was like another way of saying Karka. And the Mishnah is saying what? When a Beti wants to go get paid pay in Isaac, he goes to the Mazik's fields and pays him fields. So Gemara says, Aval in Kadam Nizak Venafas Metaltelin, let's say the Nizak went and grabbed movable items. Okay, Betin Govim no Mehin. I said, if he grabbed it already, Betin will say, you took it already, you took it. Come on, hold it. Amar Mor, Shaveh Kesef, Melamed She'en Betin, Iskrim El Chesim Shirim El Maharayut. Me'em Mashmah. Where do you see that in the Mishnah? All the Mishnah said was Shaveh Kesef. Why is Shaveh Kesef fields? Isn't everything Shaveh Kesef? This cup is Shaveh Kesef. Why would it say Shaveh Kesef? The Gemara understood it to mean fields. Amar Ababar Ula, Davar Shaveh Kol Kesef. Real estate is worth all the money. That's what it means. Davar Shaveh Lechol Kesef. What does it mean? Real estate is worth all the money. Gemara explains. Mainu Davar She'en Lo Ona'a. There's no usury when it comes to real estate. If I sell you this book, I'm limited how much I can sell the book for. 
I'm allowed to sell it for market value, and I could charge, let's say, up to a sixth over the market value. If I charge you more than that, you could take me to Betin already and have claims against me and have to return you the money. There's certain usury laws that I cannot overcharge. When it comes to real estate, there's no such thing as ona'a. If the field, the customer will pay $10 million for it, you can't come back and say, well, what do you mean? It's only worth a million. There's no ona'a. Fields are fields. It's, it's worth all the money that it's paid for. That's the law. The ona'a was only said by movables, not by real estate. So that's why the Gemara said, Shavik uh, Kesef. means what? Something that's worth all the money. Man, there's no ona'a. Wait, if that's the case, in Eved, when a person buys an Eved, there's no Ona'a in Eved either. And for that matter, when you sell notes, Shtarot, for example, I have a Shtar that says a guy owes me a million dollars, right? I could sell that note to somebody else and he can get payment. When you sell notes in Shtarot, there's no Ona'a. Which means, yeah, you, you, you might be willing to pay, uh, no, not going to pay two million to get a million, that's for sure not. But you'll pay 750 or 800,000 for a note that's only going to pay a million, so you're taking a little risk there, but you can't come along and say, ah, oh, nah. Not by notes, by shtarot, or by avadin, there's no ona. So therefore, when the Mishnah says you could pay in Karka, if your rule is Shavek Kesev, you should be able to pay in Avadim. Nice. Or for that matter, you should be able to pay in Shtarot for that matter. Why are you telling me it's only Karka? If your rule of Karka is because it's Shavek Kola Kesev, there's two other items that are also Shavek Kola Kesev. Yeah. Avadim and Shtarot. So you're right. It means something that's acquired with money. How do you acquire fields? What makes the Kenyan from the Torah buy a field? Kesef. When I pay and the seller takes the money, the field belongs to me. By movables, according to the Torah, money is not kone movable. What cause kone the movable? When I moshech it, when I make the meshicha. I mean, even though I paid money from the Torah, I don't own it until I actually pick it up. So therefore, when the Mishnah said shaveh kesef, it means an item that's niknit b'shaveh with kesef. And what's the item that's nikki bekesef? Real estate. And that's how you pay damages. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry. Avadim ushtarot nami nikni bekesef. And Evan is also nikni bekesef. Shtarot are also nikni bekesef. So therefore we're back to square one. The Chavarai should be able to pay even with Avadim and Shtarot. Ela maravashe. Shave kesef. Velo kesef. You know what shave doesn't mean karka. Shave kesef means that you're allowed to pay in anything that is worth, worth money, the law kesef. But in itself is not money. So you have to pay in something that is shaveh kesef. Ve'ani kulehu kesef ninu. And all these items, avadim, is considered money. Metaltelin, all metaltelin for that matter, all movable items is considered money. Because it has value in it as, it's, as, as itself. A shtar is considered even, a shtar, note that you're selling, has deen of kesef. So when it says that you pay, you pay damages, you're paying with karka. Karka is considered because Look at that, she says, Dainu karka, I mean, elamar vashets, a couple of uh, way down. First word of the line is shavek kesef. Dainu karka ot, v'aki mashwa, shavek kesef yishalem, velo kesef atzmo. Any item that you can move from place to place and sell is considered money. It's a currency. So I'm selling shtarot, this guy's selling abadim, this guy's selling uh, whatever he's selling. But karka is considered shavek kesef. Okay? So, that, so now, at the end of the day, what are we learning from Amishnah? The only way you pay for damages is with karka. That runs... Against what we learned early in the Masechet. Good, that's the first, it's our statement. That Shavek Kesef means you only pay in Karka. We learned from a Pasuk that said earlier, Yashiv, Kesef Yashiv Lim'alav. You can even pay in bran. What is bran? Metatalin. Movables. So make up your mind. 
Can you, do you have to pay in Karkar? Can you even pay the guy in Subin? Stira. Ah, We're talking about Yetomim, orphans. What's the law? A father owes money because he damaged somebody. He dies. He leaves his children Karka. The law is debts of the father fall to the Karka. Therefore, the Yetomim have to make good on that debt of their father. So that what it said, you pay from Karka, is talking about when you're going to get paid from Yetomim. However, if let's say the Yetomim did not inherit Karka, the Yetomim only inherited movables. The debt of the father does not go on to the movables of the Yetomim. Therefore, you cannot collect from them. So that what it said in our Mishnah, that you only pay from Karka, that's talking about where the Mazik died. And he inherited Karkatis. Children, the deen is, the only thing you can take from those Yetomim for the payment is Karka. I but it says Subin, yeah, it's a regular guy. A regular Mazik that's still alive, pay Subin. If you're talking about Yetomim, it doesn't make sense. Because what did it say at the end of the statement? We said, and if the Mazik, he grabbed metaltelin, and he takes it. What do you mean? What are you talking? If he grabbed metaltelin, Betin should say, buddy, you got to give it back. These are your to people, you can only take karka. So why did the end of the statement, if they took it to me, if they took metaltelin, they're okay. The case is talking about She says The father was still alive He was dying They saw that the father was dying They said oh no no If he dies now We're not going to pay anything So what they do When the father was alive They went and they grabbed The metaltelin and then the father died. So he took it already when he was alive. So therefore, since he was Hayav when he was alive, so therefore we're not going to take it out of the uh, of the uh, of the mazik. He keeps it. Good. Tafas me Hayim Kovin. Baruch Amen. Amen.